Matthew chapter number 3. And we'll look at verse 23. Somebody, somebody here. See, when you hear what I hear, I should never say that. Watch this. Watch you, watch you won't hear no more. Uh, Matthew chapter 3. See, that's what's supposed to happen. You have to know what to do without me saying something. All right, Matthew chapter 3 and verse number 23. Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues. Now, if I ask you today, how, how long did Jesus teach? If you really know the word, you'll know how long. Jesus did two things in his ministry. He did one all day. Listen, I'm trying to give it to you. He did one all day and did one all night. Two different things. One day I'm going to minister on it. I hope you'll know by then. See, we're following Jesus, but we don't know what Jesus did. See, that's why we got to follow Paul while Paul followed Jesus. Because Paul knew what Jesus did. All right. So here we go. In Matthew chapter 3, verse 23, Jesus went about all Galilee, watch this, teaching. Matthew chapter 4 and verse 23. I'm reading 3, I'm saying 3.23, ain't it? 4.23, thank you. That's how you do, straighten me out. Matthew chapter 4 and verse 23. Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogue, preaching the gospel of the kingdom. That's what he did. Healing all manner of sickness and all manner of diseases among the people. So we see what gospel he preached. The gospel of the kingdom. Now, he preached the gospel of the kingdom to the Jews. You got to understand, you didn't preach the gospel of the kingdom to the Gentiles. Why? Let's show it to you in the gospel of St. Matthews. Because this is going to launch us into our message. Three times the Lord taught with three books to give an account of the Lord's teaching on the parable of the sower. Now, if I didn't say anything, would you know the three books the parable of the sower is in? Just if I didn't say nothing. I always say it, but I'm saying if I didn't. Let me give it to you one more time. Matthew 13, this is why I say all the time. You know, I learned something when Jesus said this, how long shall I be with you? See, well, as long as you got somebody with you, know the word, you about to get all you can get. Matthew chapter 13, and the gospel of Matthew chapter 13, and also the gospel of Mark chapter 4, and the gospel of St. Luke chapter 8. Now you should have in your Bible by Matthew 13, just put Mark and Luke. As a matter of fact, if you got a good reference, it'll give it to you. But at least you should know where the parable of the sower. All right, now this is going to be a part of my message, so I'm going to just take this in a moment. Now I want you to write this down. Because my question to you is how did God open your eyes? And I'm going to show you that there were three things that you had to do. And if you haven't done these three things, your eyes still are not open. Whew. Once God opened your eyes, how did he do it? Here it is. See, I'm doing this because you got 
I'm in, I'm in competition with folks telling folk that you got to be water baptized to be saved. Well, what you're really saying to that person is you got to be water baptized before God opened your eyes. Isn't that true? So you don't know what open your eyes mean yet. Let me put that note down. When God opened your eyes, he saved you. I was once blind, but now I see. When God opened your eyes, means he has saved you. And if God had not opened your eyes, guess where your soul is? I gave you that three weeks ago. Colossians chapter 1, he has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. But what did he bring you from? I gave that in Colossians. See, those are the things you got to write down. I'm telling you about your salvation. You can't help nobody if you don't know how you were saved. So most of the message I teach about is your salvation. Colossians chapter 1, I gave you verse. Let's go back there first before I read Matthew. See, I'm going to keep doing it until you get it. It don't do it no good to go to church if you're still not saved. You know, God's not going to say, come on in. You went to church a lot of times. Come on in through the joy of the Lord. You went to church every Sunday. Nah. Colossians chapter 1 verse 12. Let's go back there again. Are you there? It says, giving thanks to the Father, which has made us to be, meet to be partaker of the inheritance of the saints in life. God has put them in Christ. Who has, past tense, this is what he did. He delivered us from the power of darkness. That word power means kingdom. God delivered, this is how he saved you. He delivered you from the kingdom of darkness. That word power is kingdom. And he translated us into the kingdom of his dear son, which means the kingdom of light or the kingdom of Christ. So that's how you know you're saved. See, I'm giving you a lot of things in this message because it opens up other things. I have to study my own teaching to know where I'm going to be teaching next. So the Holy Ghost is not just teaching you, he's teaching me too. All right? Now, that's in Colossians. So you was in darkness. That word darkness means flesh. I gave you that Roman. Let's go to Romans chapter 8. So see, that's what I mean. Once the message come out there, I already heard that. See, faith does not come because you heard that. Romans chapter number 8, verse number 8 and 9. So then, they that are in the flesh cannot please God. But you are not in the flesh, in the, but in the spirit. If so, be that the spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is not in his. So where are you right now? If you're born of the spirit. I'm not talking, if you're still in the flesh, you can't sit up. If you're not born in the spirit, you are still in the flesh. When God born you, he born you into the spirit. He born you into the kingdom. So let me give you something else before I get to, to, to Matthew. Let's go back to Matthew. I want you to write these down because I'm getting ready to share this with you in Matthew. We cannot believe God's word without God's faith. See, what happens is we try to use our faith to believe God. You can't do it. You must have God's Holy Spirit. When you got God's Holy Spirit, he gave you every man the measure of what? 
faith. He gave you his faith. That was Romans 12 and 3. That's the only way you're going to believe the word. See, you be wondering about how do Pastor Trump know all this stuff? It's not me. When people ask Jesus, how did that man know all these things never learned? He had the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit the teacher of the Bible. Okay? All right. So in the Gospel of St. Matthew, I'm going to be teaching that, but I want you to write these down, this down first. We cannot believe God's word without God's faith. Now, let me give you that first before I get to Matthew. See, I, I, I'm just building, right? You're supposed to be writing the notes down so you know where I'm going, right? All right. Now, let's go back to 2 Corinthians 4.13. we get back to Matthew in a minute. Go to 2 Corinthians 4.13. See, if you don't have God's faith, you will never know what I'm talking about. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. We want to look at one verse, and that's verse 13. See, when you're born again, you got this. I gave you that in Romans 12 and 3. I'll give you that again. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 13. Are you there? Let's read it. We having the same spirit of faith. You were there. It's on the screen. It's in your Bible. Will you read? We having the same spirit of faith. See, you're reading for yourself. You're saying, I have the spirit of faith. See, faith come by hearing, you hearing, and you hearing, and you hearing the word of God. If nobody can read to you better than yourself. Let me say this again. Nobody can read to me better than me. So when I read the word, I'm not just reading to you. I'm reading to me. That's why I stop for commas. And that's why I pose, because I'm reading to me. I got to read with the understanding. If I don't understand what I'm reading, it won't help me. Let me say it again. If I do not understand what I'm reading, it will not help me. So you go to a person, you sit on the person, you got to sit on the person who you can understand. Because if you can't get understanding, you can't. You'll get it in Matthew 13. All right, so 2 Corinthians 4, 13, let me read it one more time. We having the same spirit of faith. What do you have? Why do you need the spirit of faith? So you can believe God's word. Come on, come on once again. Why do you need the spirit of faith? So you can believe God's word. So that's the difference in you and that person is not saved. See, the person not saved, you don't know if the person is saved. You don't know. If they don't have the spirit of faith, they can't believe God's word. Once you get the spirit of faith, now you can start believing God's word. That's why you are called a believer. Without the spirit of faith, you are not a believer. All right? Not of Christ. All right? Uh, watch what it says in the rest of that verse. According as it is written, I believe. So what do you have faith to do? <laughs> to believe. To believe God's word. To believe God's word. All right. And what will happen? It's going to be a continuation. According as it's written, I believe and therefore have I spoken. So you'll get to spoken. You'll get there. You'll get to speaking the word next. So you have to understand. You have to come back to hearing. Write these down, please. Hearing the word. Believing the word. Speaking the word. Those are something that you must learn to do. Starting today. You must learn 
hearing the word, believing the word, and speaking the word. That's what you got to do, all right? And that word speak can also mean teach, because that's what you're doing to people, teaching them the word. All right. That's why you got to make sure you understood when you're saying something. So you have to take your time and read so somebody can understand you. All right. Now let's go back to, uh, well, let me give you one more. Galatians 2.20. We're on our way back to Matthew. The book of Galatians, chapter 2 and verse 20. See, it's one thing to quote the word of God, but you got to understand the word of God. That's why I want to bring you to understanding. Wisdom is the principal thing, therefore get wisdom, but in all you're getting, get understanding. What scripture is that? Proverbs 4, 7. See, some of y'all won't write it down. It doesn't do you no good if you can't remember the word. You get in the storm and you can't be like the head of the mother. Hey, that's one thing, but what did you say? When Jesus Christ, I'm going to show you when Jesus Christ did something, the Bible said, and he rebuked it with his word. And that's how things are going to be able to change your life. You got to learn how to speak the word. I got people in this church I'm praying for. And the way you get it done is you got to keep speaking the word. You can't be worrying about what the flesh saying. What did the word say? All right, now, here we go. Galatia, chapter 2 and verse 20. You ought to be there by now. Galatia, chapter 2 and verse 20. Now, I know you say you, I got my Bible, but you promised to read. Now, I'll leave that between you and the Lord. But if you don't read in church, are you going to read that the house? That's between you and the Lord. Galatia, chapter 2, verse 20. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And watch this, and the life, and the life that I live by the flesh. No, he didn't say that. Watch what it says. I'm crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God. How do you live? Oh my God, my God. Let me come to this camp. How do you live? You live by the faith of the Son of God. So when did you receive life? If you live by the faith of the Son of God, then until you got the faith of the Son of God, you was not alive. Is that okay? All right. Say, I live by the faith of the Son of God. We have the same spirit of faith, 2 Corinthians 4, 13. So if you don't have faith, you're not alive. If you don't have God's faith, you are not alive. See, this is what pe why people don't have a hunger for the word. This is why they don't have a hunger for the word, because they don't have the spirit of faith. Without the spirit of faith, you can't even desire the word. You don't even want the word. Just go back and think about it before you were saved. You didn't want the word. You didn't want to go to church. You didn't want the word. Once you got the spirit of faith, you, do, you now have an appetite for the word. The Bible said, oh, taste him. I can find this for me. 
Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Taste, taste. That's how God got you. He got you when you start tasting this word. Mm-hmm. That word, no, it's good. Psalm 34 and 8, put on the screen. Sister Carolyn has spoken. Sister Carolyn got her miracles. She's on her way. Psalm 34 and verse 8. So you have to understand what the word says. You're not out here saying all this other stuff. Those people are repeating what they heard. Psalm 34 and verse number 8. I just want to mark it in my Bible. I got so many pages turning. I may have to get me a new Bible. Psalm 34 and verse 8. Let's read together. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusts in him. He start out with a taste. Mm. I know how that's going to end. Somebody say amen. Because once you start tasting that word, you're going to want that word. Ain't you? See, that's what people do. When you invite somebody to church, they might not come with you at one time. It's all right. But they had a taste. And you know how it is when you get a good taste of something. It just seems like that lingers in your mouth, don't it? If you ever went to a place where you really had something that you, you, you really liked, when you think about it, you say, you know what, I'm going to that place. Nobody calls you up and tells you to come over there. You start thinking about how that, see, I won't get no advertising, nobody. How that tastes. You say, no, no, I'm going to go get me some of that today. Isn't that how it works? You remember what? The taste. That's what you really remember, that taste. My God. All right. Now, let's move on because we want to go back now. So Galatians chapter 2, verse 20 says, I live, said, I live by the faith of the Son of God. Right? Right. I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So that's how you live. So when God gave you his faith, he gave you life. Isn't that right? Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. I'm headed to my message. I never even started my message yet. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. When God gave you faith, he gave you life. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, we're going to start reading with verse 20 through 22. That's why everything you get, God said to you, to the people in the Old Testament, being under you according to your faith. Because it is your faith that receives from God supernaturally. So that's why you can't believe it, you can't even receive it. So you know what that tells me about Sister Carolyn? She got faith. God just gave her a miracle. She just testified last week. How could she believe it? She was telling me how, where her pressure was. You remember what the, what the doctor says? What it was? 39. 39%. And, and, and the last time, it was, it was now? It's 57. It has gone up from 39, 49, 57. 18 points. See, you don't understand when a doctor tells you that your blood pressure, your heart pressure is 39. You don't have enough pressure to just about to stay alive. But now, 
Hallelujah. Well, how did she get that? How did she get it? She had to hear. She had to hear. See, while I'm preaching the word of God, you don't have to wait for me. I'm a pastor. I'm a man of God. While I'm speaking the word, God going to say something that you need. And when God said, that's the time just to allow your faith to say, mm, that's mine. Yes, I'm, I'm. And you know what? I'm going to show you what you need to do on that. I'm going to show you what you need to do. Once you hear from God. So we're going to go back to the gospel of St. Matthew now. Chapter 13. All right. I got to get, got to get there. First Corinthians 15. I didn't do that neither. Did I do Matthew first or first Corinthians first? All right. First Corinthians 15. What, let me go back there, right? All right. First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 20. All right. Okay. That's why I just say I'm going. That's why y'all have to help me because I'm fired up in the spirit realm. I've been waiting on you early. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 20. But now is Christ risen from the dead and become the first fruit of them that slept. For since, man came, for since by man came death, watch this, by man came the resurrection of the dead. Now what do that mean? See, when Christ came inside of you is when you experienced the resurrection from the dead. So when, you, so when the Bible tells you in Colossians 3 and 1, if you be risen with Christ, that's what he's talking about. So here in verse number 21, since by man, Adam, that's when death came. So you was born into Adam. See, I'm, I'm doing all this because I'm headed to John chapter 9. When you was born in Adam, you was born dead. So you need to write down dead in sin. So you was born in Adam, you was born how? You was born dead. Come on, I need you, I really need your spirit. So you was born in Adam, you was born how? You was born dead. So I, I asked some people this question. Had you breathed yet? Don't answer it right now. Because most people don't even think about how good God is. Why you was in your mother's womb? Could you breathe? Don't answer that yet. Why you was in your mother's womb? womb? Could you see? You was alive, but you couldn't breathe. And God kept you. You was in your mother's belly. You couldn't see. God kept you. Now you think about all the parts of your body was developing. And once that doctor took you out of the bag, so some of you have not watched this, just Google. You may not be strong enough to see it. You Google, you can be able to, and see how the bag comes out. And they get to bust the bag, get the baby out. It's an awesome thing when God brought you out. One day you're going to look at how, how good a time it was when the Lord brought you out. You know, we just sang that song, remember that? When the Lord brought us out. Praise God, hallelujah. Ooh. Now, 
Remember the old days, okay? Y'all had to be around a long time to realize that song. Anybody remember who you sang that song? All I hear is, yep, man, that's... All right, let's move on. All right, now let's go to, let's go to Matthew. I'm sorry. Now we can go to Matthew, right? Now, in the Gospel of St. Matthew, I'm doing this because I'm following up. We cannot believe God's word without God's faith. I hope you got that down. So you have to know why you keep coming to church every Sunday. So anytime somebody says, why you keep going to church every Sunday? Because we cannot believe God's word without God's faith. Well, I already received God's faith. I know. But there's another teaching that says how to strengthen your faith. See, if you get, keep getting your faith stronger, you can, you can hear God better. See, there's a whole lot of stuff God said in this book. But you're going to have to have the faith. Keep your faith strong, strengthen your faith. All right, Matthew chapter 13. Here we go. And verse number 18. Matthew chapter 13, verse 18. Everybody ought to be there. Coming back to this camera. Matthew chapter 13, verse 18. All right, let's hear. Hear therefore the parable of the sower. When anyone hear the word of the kingdom. Now we know he was teaching the gospel of the kingdom. When anyone hear the word of the kingdom and understand it, it not. They heard the word, but they didn't understand it. Then cometh the wicked one and catch away that word which was sown in his heart. This is he which receives seed by the wayside. But he that receives seed in stony places, the same as he that hears the word and anon with joy receiveth it. So we, we got this. We got a person heard the word. We got a person received the word. But that person did not get understanding. Something is wrong with that picture. I said something is wrong with that picture. All right. Verse 20 again. But he that received the, but he that received the seed, in the stony places, the same as he that heareth the word and anon with joy receiveth it. Put it down two places. He heard it and he received it. Well, look what happened. Yet he hath no root in himself. What do that mean? He didn't have any root. He, wasn't, he didn't stay in church long enough. He didn't stay in church long enough. See, you got to understand, you got to be rooted and grounded. It's not enough just to come to church and say, oh, I heard the word, or oh, I believe that. But where's the fruit from that word? See, you have to stay in the word every day. This is a daily thing you have to do. This is not once upon a time. I, I read some scriptures. All right, let's move on. And verse number 21. He had no root in himself. Watch this. He endured for a while. And when tribulation and persecution arises, watch this, for the word, you telling me persecution comes to take the word from you? So what you're going through 
is to take the word from you or strengthen you. Let me say it again. When, when trouble come and persecution come, it's going to do one or two things. It's going to take the word from you or it's going to strengthen you. It strengthen you if you go through it. And watch what the Bible says. And then by and by, they get offended. Because they take the word, you're going to get offended. He also that receives seed among the thorns is he that hears the word and watch what his problem was. The cares of this world. The cares of this world. And watch what happened. Chokes the word. Too much stuff going on in his life. So it chokes the word. And he becometh unfruitful. Oh, he gets the word. But you know what? He won't take time and listen to the word again or hear the word again. You add a little bit of this and you got to watch a little bit of that. And you got to go see a little bit of that. And you got to talk to a little bit of her and a little bit of him. And before long, you got a lot of little bits in on top of the word. You don't know what you studied today. You start out real good this morning. Hallelujah, I'm in the Word. But all the stuff you pile on top of it just drown the Word. See, that's why one day I'm going to teach you what Jesus did. I'm going to show you Jesus' lifestyle. And when I saw it, it blew me away. I'm a student of the Word. But this man studied, prayed, did the works of Jesus, the works of the Father, all day long. He did the works. He preached. He taught. He ministered to the people all day long. And I said to the Lord, how in the world you did that? He said, because the next part is my secret. He showed me that. He said, and I prayed all night long and I preached and I taught and I healed the sick all day long Whew. somebody said Whew. boy when I saw how he did it it changed my life Jesus got up in the morning every day and he went to the temple and taught, preached, taught, prayed for the sick, healed the sick. And then at night, he went back to prayer. And you know what? Once you get it, it changes your life. All this stuff choked the word. Cause you to be unfruitful. Let's move on. I hope that helped you. Get a lot of big hand if it helped you. If it helped you, get a lot of big hand. Because the Bible said that person, the word got choked out of his life. He became unfruitful. Verse 23, but he that receiveth seed in the good ground is he that hears the word and watch the next verse. He understands it. See, it doesn't do no good if you don't understand it. I got, I got wrestlers. I see one of my, my wrestler stars. I don't know if you've seen on the board. 
on that side, my wrestler stars. But uh, we got the ambassador and wrestling right there with us. But my point is this. No, not everybody understands wrestling, and I'm one of them. To understand wrestling, you got to know how to get the points. Because you see me sometime when I look at the, the, the wrestlers and I see that, that it looks like he's losing, but he's really not. He got the other guy pinned. So if you don't know the game, if you don't understand the game, you can't, you can't be a good wrestler. Is that right? So that's the thing. Most people don't understand the game. You just think you got to get out there on the floor and throw somebody. No. No. They're going to put you in a little ring. And you got to understand that ring is going to help keep you in check. So a good rapper know what he's doing. So that's why I thank God for that. That's, you don't see many people doing that, brother. You, you, got, to be able to, you got to be able to think your way out of trouble. <laughs> All right. Now, let's get into the word, shall we? Now, let's go to the book of Acts chapter 9. I, I want to show you this because I'm going to teach on it later. Let's go to verse 1. Paul, God, I'm not going to use this. I'm not going to mess with Paul right now. I'm going to come back and get it, Paul. Uh, I want to go to the book of Acts. Uh, and I want to go to, uh, let's do Hebrew. Let's go on down. Hebrew chapter 4. See, I got a lot of words, so I don't want to start you off too deep. Hebrews chapter 4. Now, Hebrews chapter 4, we're going to show you Israel's problem, why they did not enter into the things of God, why they did not enter into God's rest. See, the word God's rest is the same as God's grace. It is God's kingdom. It is also Christ. See, why didn't Israel enter? Remember, they, uh, God wants them to go into the promised land. Matter of fact, those who believed it. And those who was under a certain age when God promised, they did go in there. But they had houses they did not build. See, that was grace. Land already waiting for them to call the promised land. See, all that was grace. But why couldn't they enter in? This is what Hebrew talking about. Hebrew chapter number four. Going to give you the answer. Let's start out reading verse one. Going to come back to this camera. Hebrew chapter number four. We're working you today. Hebrew chapter four, verse one. Let us therefore fear. Now, Paul is talking to the Jews of his day. Let us therefore fear lest a promise being left us of entering into his rest. He's talking about inheritance. Any of you should seem to come short of it. For under us was the gospel preached. Watch this as well as under them. But the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. How do we get understanding? He just gave you the formula for understanding. See, it's one thing to get faith, but it's got to be mixed in you so you can understand. So you have to go from hearing the word, believing the word, 
to understand the word. See, you, ha you have to do something with the word. See, you got to understand pregnancy. The body has the ability. Now, I'm dealing with your heart. Because everything you're going to receive in life is going to come out your heart. Everything you're going to say in life is going to come out of your heart. From the abundance of the heart, the mouth speak. So everything that God's going to do in your life has to do with your heart. Old Testament book of Proverbs chapter 4 said, God your heart with all diligence, for out of it is the issue of life. So where did God put faith? In your heart. Where do you believe? With your heart. Everything that goes on in your life has to do with your heart. Now this is why it is so important. Why the enemy wants your mind. Because that same word, mind, heart, soul, all the same word. That's why you serve God with your heart, serve God with your mind, serve God with your conscience, all those are the same word. See, that's why your responsibility is to bring forth fruit. I just read through the Gospel of Matthew. They were not fruitful. Why? Because they enemy choked the word and it became unfruitful. See, it's no different than how do a woman have a baby. If they take the word, the seed, she cannot bring forth fruit. It's the same way as if you do not keep the word in your heart, you cannot be fruitful. Once you come to being fruitful, it is called understanding. That's where God is trying to bring you to a place of understanding. But we think we already got it. We just think, well, you know, I know a few scriptures, you know, praise the Lord, thank you, Jesus, I'm already there. Man, you don't know what prayer is. Jesus prayed all night. Three and a half years. Why was he able to do all the miracles he was doing? Because he prayed all night. See, he'd have nothing else going on in his life but the word of God and prayer. That's where I'm headed. I'm not there yet. I understand that in the book of Acts. When, you, when they chose the disciples, he said that, that, that men of God must give themselves to the word of God and prayer. So I know where I'm headed. I know I have to minister, but that's daytime. That's a part. Got to preach the word, got to teach the word, got to minister to the people, pray for the people. All those are things I have to do. That's my daylight. My nightlife, prayer. That's why, that's why Jesus was saying it this way. Don't call me at night. Nah. See, I don't, I'm, 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 I answer my phone. My phone's always on. But I don't have no time for no foolishness. 
Because you've got to understand, you've got to be a man of prayer to sit here. If you're going to miss this word, you've got to be a person of prayer. Hebrew chapter number four. I ain't getting no amen, Lord, but that's all right. Watch what Paul said to the Hebrew. Verse one. Let us therefore fear lest a promise being left us of entering to his rest. Any of you seem to come short of it. For under me was the, for under us was the gospel preached as well as under them. But the word preached did not profit them for one reason. It was not mixed with faith in them. It was not mixed with faith in them that heard it. So they heard the word. They believed the word. But they never came to understanding. The word was never mixed with faith. That is your responsibility of meditating in the word. Let me say it again. It was not mixed with faith in them that heard it. Well, how do you mix the word of God with faith? Through prayer and meditating the word. That's why I told you, my wife would tell you, Saturday, I come home on a Saturday, my wife would tell you, I'm in the bed, I'm going to bed. As much as I like to watch the game last night, I won't call no name. Click in the bed, brother. So that's how you have to be. Because you can't sit up. If you sit and watch that all night long, after you study it all day long, then watch that all day, you're going to be thinking about that man catching that ball by 1 o'clock in the morning. See how that works? But if, I, my, but if I, my mind's on that word all night, my mind's on that word all day, I come in here, my mind's on that word. I got to keep myself for you. That's what I got to do. All right. That's Hebrew chapter number four. Now, I get, I get, look at, look at 1 Thessalonians. Let me give you a couple more. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 13. You enjoying the word? 1 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 13. So you got to keep that word, meditate in that word, because you got to come to a place of understanding the word. So you got to come to a place. See, if you don't, if you, if you don't understand the word of God, you can't minister to nobody else. You cannot teach me what you do not understand. Write that down. You cannot teach me what you do not understand. Why do you have to go to mama's house to learn how to cook? Because mama understands cooking. You can't teach something you don't understand. I don't care if it's driving a car. That's why I was talking about the young man over there wrestling. He learned from his dad. His dad was a wrestler, Oak University, in uh, Pontiac Northern, the Huskers, I mean, on down the line. And now he's a coach. But he's able to teach his sons. So you got to have somebody that already understands to be able to teach you. Do everybody understand how that works? So you can't say, we cannot believe God's word. Without God's faith. Now, but he gave you another part of that in Hebrew chapter 4. The faith got to be, you got to be, you got to be broken down. That's meditating in the word. 
You got to come on to the next part that's understanding because you got to come to a place so you can preach. You got to be able to speak the word. And you don't need to be speaking something you don't understand. See, when I get up here to minister the word of God, I study the word of God. I study this word all way. I'm, I'm meditating this word. I want to know everything about this word. I may write my message two or three times because I got to know everything. So you ask me something about this message, I can, I got it. Because that's what you got to do. You got to mix it with faith. Somebody say, got to mix with faith. All right, now watch this here, 2 Timothy. I'm sorry, 2 Thessalonians. 1 Thessalonians, I'm still looking at 2. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 13. Are you all there? Let me go to this screen. Y'all help me out here. Verse 13. For this cause also, Paul says, thank we God without ceasing, because when you receive the word of God, which you heard of us. Say that with me. They received the word of God that they heard from Paul. Yeah, they received the word of God which they heard from Paul. First of all, you receive it not as the word of men. Now, you're going to have to be totally convinced that the word is God's word. That's why I read you right out the Bible. The Bible says you receive it not as the word of men, but as in truth is the word of God. Watch what the Bible says happened to the word of God, which effectually work. This word effectually works in you. What does the word effectually mean? Do you know what the word means? Effect, first of all, before you get the... U-A-L-L-Y on it. If something effectually works in you that believe, the word effectually works in you that believe. How many, how many know we've heard that somewhere before? The word effectually works. I always get, get my sister, because that's her favorite scripture. If I can just get her to write it down somewhere. What verse is it? What verse is it? See, that I got you. I always tell her that's her scripture. She asked me about it one day. Philemon, right? Are we going to go to Philemon just a moment? But this word effectually work in you that believe. So what happened if you don't believe the word? You, what happened, what happened if your belief system is 100 or what happened if it's 49 or 30? Your belief. If your belief is effectual to a hundred, then that means that that word ought to be mixed up real fast, right? But if your belief is 28, see the difference? The word effectually have to do with heat. It's like a blender, spiritually. It's like a, a race car with the biggest engine. It effectually works in you, they believe. See, it's not putt-putt. You know, like you got a putt-putt. The word effectually works in you, they believe. Y'all ain't got the word effectually yet? 
Some of y'all trying to Google it right on my message. Trying to... You heard the word produce. What else y'all hear? You don't know the word effectual? If something effectually works, I gave you all kind of definitions. I'm not going to give you the answer. Let's go to Philemon. Lord help us. Just write that down. Go to Philemon. We're going to see it again. So you might well understand the word effectual. Never heard of it, brother. I know. Philippians chapter 4. Philemon. Philemon. Philemon 4. There's no chapter, just one book. Philemon verse 4. You'll never forget this verse. I thank my God making mention of you always in my prayers. Hearing of your love and your faith which thou hast toward the Lord Jesus and toward all saints. Here's what it's saying, that the communication of your faith, the communication of your faith, how's your faith going to work? See, you got to have a communication to go with your faith. You got faith, but I never hear you communicating with nobody. We believe, 2 Corinthians 4, 13, therefore we speak. Communication. Who do you talk to about the word? The communication of your faith. See, that's what happened here. You don't, you open your mouth and minister the word to nobody. Because maybe your life is not what it's supposed to be. They're going to tell you to shut up. So you're going to have to have your life in order to minister the word. Watch this. I thank my God, making mention of you always in my prayers, hearing of your love and your faith which thou hast towards the Lord Jesus and towards all saints, that the communication of your faith may be effectual. That a word again, so you're going to look it up now. That your faith, what is it? Oh, so you haven't looked at the Google. No, no, no. Effective. You got to give me another word. You got to give me another word. Effectual means effective. That was pretty good. You got to give me another word. What is it? Successful. Oh, you've been on Google. What is it called? Successful? Oh, you want good success? See, that, that, that you may profit with all. How are you going to profit if your word is not effective? I don't care what. Somebody got another word? Oh, you got nothing? You've been on Google. So you need to write them down. <laughs> to, be, to be effectual, you got to be effective. We got effective. We got successful. successful. We got fruitful. Now, don't, don't forget the word. Write the word down your back. If something is effectual. The Bible says that the word of God effectually worketh in you that believe. The word successfully worketh in you that believe. 
The word fruitfully work in you that believe. See, that's why you got to have the communication. We're in verse 6. I'm done. Philemon, verse 6. That the communication of faith becomes effectual. How does it do it? By the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you. See, that's what she's supposed to be meditating on. I'm going to give it to her again. October the 30th, 22. I'm giving this scripture to Sister Yancey. Philemon 4 through 7. That the communication of your faith may be effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing that's in you in Christ Jesus. When you recognize that everything that's in you is in Christ Jesus. Let's put it the other way. Everything that's in Christ Jesus is in me. Boy, you can chew on that a while. I'm going to stop right there. First Corinthians chapter 15. When you realize that your faith effectually works in you that believe. That's what the word told you. First Thessalonians chapter 2 verse 13 told you that your faith effectually works in you that believe. So as long as you keep on believing the word, keep on hearing the word, keep on believing the word, keep on speaking the word, coming to understand the word, your communication, you're taking your faith and you're communicating with others. And that's what God wants you to do with your faith. First Corinthians chapter 15. Moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel which I preach to you, which also you have received and where you stand, by which also you are saved. Now you got to get this. You are saved if you keep in memory. Why Paul put that there? You got to keep this thing going. Be not a forgetful hearer. If you keep in memory what I preach to you, unless you have believed in vain. I deliver to you first of all that which I also received. How Christ died for our sins according to the scripture and he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to the scripture. God gave you his word, communicated. My time is up. I thank you for yours and the door of faith is open unto you. Thank you for listening to the Dora Faith Ministries podcast. I hope this message was a blessing to you and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. If you're listening on iTunes, be sure to give us a five-star rating. Also, be sure to find us online at www.mydoorfaith.org. That's www.mydoorfaith.org.